0: Welcome back to the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast we bring you each and every week on the Dynapol podcast network. Head over to YouTube, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions of the show are available through Spotify, Apple iTunes, Podbeam, wherever you pick up your audio shows, we'll be there. And obviously if you want to contact the show, you'll get us on Twitter at Session or the upper tier on Facebook and Instagram. Joining me tonight, as always, my partner on these Liverpool podcasts, Dane Fitz, Dane. How we doing, my man?
1: Sadio Mane, running down the wing, Mane, here the cup i sing, Mane, we're all going to Madrid. <laughs>
0: well, I can guess people know now what this episode is going to be about. This is a bonus Shankless Sessions episode that we're going to do tonight, looking back at five years of Sadio Mane and Liverpool. And. Um, I can't think probably of a more upbeat podcast that we could do and um, no. looking at the career of this man, an absolute super human being, a super footballer, an all round great person and a super person I'd imagine to be around on a football team or in a training session.
1: No, definitely not. And, you know, just before I came on, I was walking around, like, you sent me the layout for it. So basically what we're going to do is you you have everything kind of topiced out. So we just go off what you had say. But then we'll be like the, literally the last few minutes before I came up to, to, to come on to it, and I was just thinking to myself, if there's a player who defines where we wanted the club to be, designed, it's probably Sadio Mane. He's just, he's, he's everything that kind of, you know the humble, the humbleness. You know, just the selfless going. All the happiness. You know, it's just it's just everything that we we all aspire to be, isn't it? Like you, when when we talk about when he signed, and like really, is this the signing? Who's going to take us to glory? And it's just like that was Jurgen Klopp's like force kind of standout signing. And ever since that goal against Arsenal, it's just kind of built into something massive. um, Hope he doesn't leave anytime soon because it's people like him that, you know, that that, that gets us smiling, that gets us kind of lifts lifts everything that we, we need to be.
0: Yeah, he's absolutely infectious when you see that smile. I mean, he, even when he does something wrong or something bad on the pitch, he just keeps on smiling like it. It must be, it must be torturous for the opposition to turn around and just see that big Senegalese smile, whether things go right or wrong. It's just there's no, there's no change in that expression on him most of the time. You know what I mean? And it's just, to me, he's just a breath of fresh air. I actually think as well, if there wasn't a shilling in football, he'd still be playing it, wouldn't he? He just yeah, doesn't really seem, I mean, he he gets the rewards for the player that he is, but I don't think he even cares about it. It just allows him that platform, you know, to help people back home, do charity stuff and all that kind of good stuff, you know what I mean? He has what he wants, he's set, you know?
1: Yeah, and we're just happy that he's set and he's at Liverpool.
0: Oh, 100%, like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So I suppose let's get into it. Um. Where do we start? Born the 10th of April 1992, 29 years of age, Place at birth, Bambali in Senegal, uh, plays for Liverpool, joined since 2016, 162 games for Liverpool, 74 goals. Fair to say he was kind of slow enough to adjust into it, but boy God, once he got going, I mean, that season that he had, he was just outrageous in terms of goals.
1: Just, that, just like there isn't one, his his standout performance, um, not performance wise, but I just think the the goal against Bayern Munich uh, in the Champions League um, in 2018, 2019, um that's that's one of the like the long ball from Van Dijk turns Neuer, you know, who was for a time the best goalkeeper under the sun. Um, turns him inside out, and then just a little dink over him into the net, and then he just runs off. Just everything's just—it's like freedom to him, you know. Like we—he we, was—we always thought he was a good player, like when he was with Southampton, um, and then he signed for us. And we always talk about, well, Jesus Christ, when we signed Sadio Mane, and it seems to be like kind of the thing with a lot of players, like when we signed Jordan Henderson, we were like, where is this going? We signed Bobby Firmino, he was relatively unknown. Um, we knew how good Fabinho was, but like that was kind of so left field. Like when he came in, you're like, Jesus, like and it's kind of been a common thing under Jürgen Klopp, even with Mo Salah, like we've not made other than probably Van Dyke and Allison, the, the prices that we, we bought them for, and we, we knew how good players they were. But under Jürgen Klopp, we've never really went out and made that big statement signing and said, Well, look, this is this is a statement to football, and like people need to stand up we've built something and that's that's what I like we, we, we talked about recently um, on one of the mashups about how Man City have all the money in the world and every signing they make is kind of like a statement sign. whereas I think when I think about now like it, it means more the fact that we've built something you know we brought nobody thought when Mane came in how good he was going to be for Liverpool nobody thought when Mo Salah came in like where where it was going to end up with same with Bobby Firmino um. Yeah, it's just kind of been a whirlwind of wind of emotions. And when when you look at players like him, like when he scores goals and all, the freedom in the celebrations, the smile on his face—it's literally all of the fans as one. Like it's it's just been unbelievable.
0: Yeah, signed for. I know we signed for 34 million on a five-year deal, and I know in the Liverpool fan base, he definitely had his critics, Um, and certainly opposition and rival teams were laughing at us at the time going 34 million for Sadio Mane off Southampton and they thought yeah. it, was, it was laughable you know um, but well what a player he turned out to be you know. and that transfer fee actually believe it or not made him the most expensive African player in the history at the time um, so it was big money at the time but I mean the one thing we've known from Liverpool and with the owners and with Klopp since he's come in when we want a certain player we want that player um, and we stick to our guns and stuff like that you know what I mean so um, so he makes his debut on the 14th of August, scoring the fourth goal in a 4-3 away win against Arsenal. I remember it <laughs> well. Unbelievable goal, you know? Um,
1: I remember uh, being in, me and my missus kind of had a thing for four or five years, that the first game of the season, we'd go to O'Neill's on Suffolk Street, um, had like, have an amazing car, <coughs> amazing carvery on a uh, yeah, we'd always go there and we'd sit in the beer garden um, and remember the Arsenal game and, you know, Arsenal on the fourth day of the season. Now, Arsenal were at the time kind of still there, there about challenging for top four. And the fixtures come out and you're like, yeah, tough old start to the season. Like, where where is this going to go? And, you know, you looked at the squad at the time. It wasn't how it was now. And nobody kind of, we were all still kind of question marks over everything. And yeah, he gets that ball down the wing, goes on that and run, turns about five of them inside out, left foot, bang into the top corner, ends up on Jurgen Klopp's back, breaks Jurgen Klopp's glasses. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, everything was just lift off, wasn't it? You, you, when, he, when he scored that goal, that was literally lift off his Liverpool career, he hasn't looked back. Look, he has. He still. It's it's funny how people still doubt the likes of Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and Bobby Firmino and Trent was off the boil and Andy Robbo and Pete. Like people still doubt them, but I don't doubt them for for one for one minute. Um, yeah. Ever ever since that game, I remember the Coutinho free kick. The, the, the Catino second goal Where the ball was whizzed across the box And he, the left foot And he buries into the top corner Yeah, it's just out, outstanding But going, going out for those first games of the season And I just remember it being a scorching day And piss drunk on the, on the cider And yeah, it's just Long may them days continue
0: Absolutely Um, 19th of December Scores the winner in the Merseyside Derby 227th <laughs> Merseyside Derby This is... um. This is a man who's uh, creating history as he goes along, you know what I mean? Breaking numerous records and stuff like that, you know? Um, <coughs> scores two goals against Tottenham in the new year of February at Anfield for Liverpool's first league win in 2017. Um, and then was named as the PFA Team of the Year after scoring 13 goals and was awarded Liverpool's Player of the Season on the 9th of May. Um, so, decent, decent, um, decent first season without being amazing. And crazy, still a decent start coming in to that situation, you know, and um, you know, certainly setting the same for what was ahead,
1: you know. Oh, hundred percent. Like, um, you you look at like is in all competitions for Liverpool. He's I think he's two hundred and eighteen games, ninety seven goals, thirty six assists, and champion of everything, and. Um, you know he's he's a he's a hard drop of Liverpool. You know, like it's, you 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 go long and far to find someone who tell you that they dislike Sadio Mane. Um, first couple of say well, the, the like the thing you have to think about is Noel. He's not a striker. You know what I mean? Like so for the numbers that he's put in playing as a winger, like you, you can't question him unless you support someone other than than Liverpool. You know what I mean? Because I back him hundred percent. Like we talk about like. Well, I talk about Killian Mbappe coming to Liverpool, hopefully fingers crossed. And like the kind of the only sad thing about that is, is we we are gonna lose Sadio Mane or Mo Salah for him to come in because as as good as Killian Mbappe is, you you still don't want to see Sadio Mane sitting on the bench there. You? you know he he's had he had like last season where he came out and openly said he was suffering mentally and physically and all but it's still not the same when he doesn't play you know what I mean it's I, I, I absolutely love him I, I, I'll never doubt him um, and I, as you said like the, the for his fourth season the numbers were, were great and he only got better from there
0: yeah absolutely we move into the 2017 2018 season which is kind of um was a little bit bittersweet for us really you know so um. Soldiered along in the league and stuff like that Started off with a 3-3 draw with Watford they um, scored Liverpool's first goal of the season in that draw um, Named Premier League Player of the Month after scoring a goal in each of the Reds three matches in August So hit the ground running in the new season big time um, 9th of September was given a straight red if you remember that high kick into Ederson's head Nearly decapitated the man, you know, but again at the time we were looking at it and we, we thought that the red card was a bit harsh. But then when you looked at the damage to Edison afterwards, he was pretty fucking beat
1: up, you know. He was pretty beat, beat up, no. I'm not just saying this because I support Liverpool, but, like, a player has every right. Like, what, like, if, it, if like, you've seen it in the box where decisions have gone, like, where clear blame have, penalties have been, like, kind of waved away and all. The, the ball was that, like, the ball was outside the box You know, the the ball bounced up, he went for the ball. It's not his I understand like he caught Edison in the face, but in my opinion, it's because of the balls Edison had that he put his head to it. You know what I mean? Look, at the end of the day, a red card, yeah, fair probably the probably the fair decision, but the criticism he got after it, you know what I mean? It was a case of he was brave enough to go for the ball. Look, we seen with your man Schumacher, German goalkeeper way back in the day, he nearly murdered a guy. Coming out to clear the ball, where where the the attacker was brave enough to put his head to the ball, and the goalkeeper had no regard for his life whatsoever, and um, he was lucky to to come through that. So for for the abuse that he received from all angles regarding the Edison situation, at the end of the day, the ball was there. That he won. It was outside the box. It's not like it was on like in the six yard box, and the keeper came out to claim a bow hand. The keeper put his head to it. So. In in some regards, it was bravery, but in some regards, it was stupidness. The keeper could have stayed on his line. The ball was like up, what, about six feet in the air. So, look, it is what it is. It happens. Shit happens at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I I suppose, you know, we know that he's not a nasty player and stuff like that. And I mean, the stuff afterwards where he, you know, where he he contacted Edison and all that. They spoke and all. He was genuinely concerned about the guy. you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that shows the making of the man. But it was it was an interesting season until halfway through because, you know, we had the Fab Four up front. Let's not forget about Philippe continuo, you know. And um, then, of course, he headed off and uh, we were left with the Fab Three. Fab Four, became the Fab Three. Uh, 14th of February, scored his foot hat-trick for Liverpool in a 5-0 away win against Porto. In the round of 16, first leg, 2007, eight, eight, you wait for Champions League.
1: Valentine's Day as well. The Van- Valentine's Day massacre. The original Valentine's Day massacre was when Paul White came from underneath a ring and chokeslam Stone Cold through a steel cage. And then along comes Sadio Mane, the, the smiling assassin. And, uh, yeah, because I, th- I think we got them two years in a row and we gave them, was it two years or three years in a row? But well, we gave them a hiding each time. But, um. Yeah, I remember being at home, uh, watching it with me, my dad, and uh, obviously you have that kind of the pessimism on the the Champions League knockout stages, and you are saying to yourself, "Look, it's all on the, it's all on the night," and part of our now kind of push over, um, but we just seem to have that number, and uh, yeah, I think that 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 year, anything we touched, we were just on fire,
0: absolutely,
1: especially especially him.
0: here's a stat that shocked me he only became the second player to score a hat trick away in europe
1: for, for liverpool
0: yeah and i couldn't believe that i just you couldn't did, believe did that that yeah when you think about the amount of time we spent in the european cup and in europe and stuff like that and i was thinking that can't be right but that it actually is you know it was unbelievable you know
1: yeah it it just shows you that over the years we've kind of um Fucking like the uh, the goals have come from it. That's probably the, the the good thing about all the time we've spent the Champions League that everyone's kind of chipped in. But um, yeah, it's something that we like when when he's long gone. Like the the stats will say like how good he was. Like and as as I said, like the doubters will not necessarily be Liverpool fans. But you only have to look at the last like since he, since he signed. Like even last year didn't relatively have a good season, but. The number still told, and you know, we still still gave it all, gave it as all. But yeah, that, 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 even when you said that, I was like, Jesus, really, was, was he still only the, the, the second one to score the Champions League? I, was Stephen Gerrard the other one?
0: I actually didn't look up who the other one was. Like, I'm assuming it was Gerrard.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm of Steven it was Gerrard. If it
0: was, yeah. anyone wants to drop it in the comments and correct us and let us know, I didn't look who the first one was. I should have, but, uh, I just couldn't believe there was only two, but oh, there you go. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. s- scores in a 3-0 win against Bournemouth and overtakes Jemba Ba as the highest scoring Senegalese player in the Premier League. Um, so just for our Chelsea fans, we didn't let that one slip.
1: Um, yeah, bring it up um, with the lads in the Chelsea roar if they ever do a show again. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> um, now, obviously, we went to the final. um backs are up we think this is going to be great this is it we're going to do the business I was sitting in the cup with Ben ready to experience Champions League glory again and Ramos drives Poyle drives our French our first into the turf off goal was Salah heads kind of dropped a bit Carrius had an absolute mare but that goal that Mane scored that night to me is still one of his best goals I think um, even though he was on the losing side. Um, but certainly, I think, and I said it at the time, and I said it to Ben standing in the cop who was distraught. I said, See that loss? That loss is going to put a fire under these boys like you won't believe. And shout out to Tom off the Red Men TV. He was consoling Ben because Ben was devastated. And he <coughs> told around to Ben. And he said, Ben, don't worry about it. He says, You're going to have plenty of glory ahead of you with this Liverpool team. They're absolutely world class.
1: I still, I still look at that that fixture. I think, like a lot of Liverpool fans, that's really what lit the fire under the bellies. And um, nobody expected what was to come. And if if you, if you find a Liverpool fan who who genuinely believed that we were gonna have a better Premier League season than we did, um, to, to to lose the league by by a point and go and do what we did, but to lose the Champions League final, like that was kind of. Until Salah came off, we were the better team on the pitch. I believe if Salah had finished the game, we would have won the game. Look, Sergio Ramos can sit until he's blue in the face and tell you that he didn't know what he was doing and it was a, a fair, not He challenge. He's the mastermind of that kind of stuff. He knew exactly what he was doing. But look, as, like, as you said with Ben, he was absolutely distraught. But when you think back in hindsight, we probably needed that to happen too you know, throw the match on the fire because I believe if that hadn't happened that night, we wouldn't have went on and won a league. We wouldn't have went and done what we've done the following season. It was, it's just been it's a whirlwind of emotions. Like being a Liverpool fan for this long, like you look at the teams that we've had over the years and the the, the nearly men and you know being so close and kind of not necessarily bottling it but falling away when the push came to shove it's down to players like Sadio Mane who has that hunger, who has that desire, who, and I'll say this again, for the thousandth time, you only need to watch the end of the Storm documentary to see the bond and togetherness in that team. And I'm just happy that I lived to see this happen because I'm going to pass this down to my son and I'm going to tell him about the times that that we witnessed. And I'm sure Ben will do with his kids. Like the documentaries, the, like, all the, the stuff we've collected over the years and all, he's front and centre of everything. Like after the Champions League win the following season, like I reached out to a couple of p- people I know from Liverpool and I was like, lads, any chance you can like pick me up the, the the winner's edition of the Echo? And a random fella that never spoke to before, didn't even know his name, he picked up on my comment and posted it to me. And I still have it all in my room. It's in a box. And I just regret that I never started collecting these sort of things many years ago. Whereas you're starting to deal with Ben now to get him into it. And Dylan as well. But Like, when I look back, when, when Lewis is old enough to understand what it means to support Liverpool, I can't wait to open that box and be like, look at Sadio Mane holding that trophy. And look at the goals he scored over the years. And look what this fella did. And look what that did. And that's why he, that night, to lose that final, I genuinely believe that that was the start of what was to come.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely a trigger. Little stuff for that season as well Liverpool became the first team in history to have three players to score 10 plus goals in the competition. Isn't that, yeah, some, is. that is some record, isn't it?
1: That's if those three were playing for Barcelona or Real Madrid, you know, they'd still be talking about it now. And um, I just, i I find it hard to believe when I look back at the stats for that season, just how good the three boys were up front. You look at the stats since Salah scored and the three of them are together, the goals and assists that they have. Um, and for people to still doubt them, it's if am well, flabbergasted by it because they don't get the respect that they deserve. It's Yeah, the, the, that, that season alone, like Jesus Christ, nearly every week at least two of them are scoring.
0: Absolutely, it was. It was just, an, it was incredible as well. And and the link up with Bobby Firmino at the time and stuff, and even Henderson and stuff like that. was just incredible. Like it was just so natural in the way they did things, and they just, they just looked like a bunch of lads that were really enjoying their football and just playing.
1: It was like you know, it was like when when it was schoolboy football, and you know you had eleven best mates that played for the same team, and just it was just enjoyable. It, if you watch back, even if you're not a Liverpool fan, if you watch back the the DVD that came out off that season, everything was just freedom, enjoyment, togetherness. You know, there was there was no one that got carried through games. Everybody stepped up. We talk about Jordan Henderson when we done the, Jordan, the ten years of Jordan Henderson. Like when it when push came to shove with him, he really grabbed that team by the scruff of the neck. And everybody talks about how good that the front three was, but look with that team. We defended from the front It's not that they just Stead up front And they scored goals You look back on some Of those games When when, when it really came down to it And we needed to get that goal Those boys were back Defending for their lives But two seconds later We are up the end of the pitch Getting the winners
0: Yeah absolutely So we move in 2018-19 season <coughs> um, I have to say I, You know We came out of that Kiev final Sort of a little bit deflated Obviously but also quite excited for what was ahead. Um, I did have a real feeling that there was gonna be a fire in the belly of these boys to prove a point. Um, and boy did they go out there that season and
1: do it. Um and boy in Fabinho and and as as basically a little here, lads, look cheer up, it's not all that bad. Like because that was we all thought he was going to Man United when when but I'm not I think you might have actually texted me and said we signed him and then it just took up. I went onto Redman TV, and it was just exploding. And the next thing you know, he's in a Liverpool jersey, and I'm like, "Where the fuck has this come from?" And it's just fucking like it's just a roller coaster that's just been going 100 miles an hour since.
0: Yeah, that was that was literally five days after that final, wasn't it? Remember it like, happened. Really, li- really
1: quick. It, it like it happened that quick that we didn't even know we were interested in him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we kick off sort of. You know what I mean 22nd of November He obviously signs A new long term day With Liverpool Very happy with the club Going along great Development great Fitting in great Starting to see signs Of a bit of success Potentially coming And stuff like that You know Um, But we go Let's move straight away To March 2019 He scored twice In a 4-2 win Over Burnley The second of which Was his 50th Competitive goal For Liverpool in no time, in no time at all. Like when you think of fifty goals, you know, and um, and his goals saw him become only the fifth Liverpool player to score at six consecutive home Premier League games, Um you know, unbelievable. You know, league appearances only only outshone by Michael Owen, Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez, and Mo Salah.
1: So he's in great and, company And, and, and how, how many of them players Are out now strikers Yeah You know what absolutely. I
0: mean Absolutely um, Three days later He scores twice If you remember In the 3-1 win over of Bayern Munich You touched on it already But Absolutely Incredible win
1: What um, a fucking night
0: Incredible We absolutely Just blew them away You know what I mean And and this is where We were thinking Now uh, this is the excitement.
1: We're starting to believe big time here. You know what I mean? This then- was the night that the C Senor was born. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it just came, not that it came full circle, but that we didn't fear anybody, did we? Like, we literally, you could have put Barcelona and Prime, prime Barcelona and Prime Real Madrid. Like, when you, 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 I'm talking about not just then, but now. Whoever we get in a competition, we don't like. There was a time where if Liverpool were drawn with Real Madrid, you were like, "Oh shit, I'm, I don't even want to watch this game." Or if we got Barcelona, which we we'll come to eventually, um, there's nobody we fear. Like the mentality in the team, like nobody in the team fears anybody. You know what I mean? It's that that night. Um, remember? I think it was in Senet's for it. Yeah, I actually think I was in Sinners for having points. And I just remember Van Dijk just having the ball. And then next of all, it's just a long ball. And there's a few people like, play it out from the back. And next of all, Sadio takes it down with that touch. Neuer's coming out and you're thinking to yourself, fucking waste of an attack. And next of all, how he even manages to spin on his back. Because he literally turned on a 50-pence piece and hit it with his left foot. I'm not even sure, is he right foot or left foot? anything he touches just seems to be fucking gold and he's every foot <laughs> but I, but as, as as you said when, when we won that night and you know you watch the players because the, the Liverpool fans were open the gods and the players are at the end of the, the other end of the pitch then and they're up celebrating with the fans and I think everybody just stuck their chest down and it was like this is going not we weren't percent nailed on you know anything can happen in the Champions League but we all started to believe that like you should be fair and us it should never be the other way around. Now we're coming for you. We, we had that instilled in us that we were well and truly in the middle of the rock and roll football process.
0: Absolutely. And um, in terms of the premier league, it was an interesting season, wasn't it? I mean, we pushed Man City all the way. We absolutely brought the best out of that really and um, brought it to the final day of the season. And, um, and at one stage we were top of the league with about fifty minutes to go or something like that. And we were sort of thinking I look, City are just gonna blow Brighton away, aren't they? And then we scored against Wolves and took the lead. And then yeah. it goes to I think it goes to Brighton. I'm sure it was Brighton's ground they were at. And it goes <coughs> it goes yeah. to Brighton. And Glenn Murray pops up with a fantastic goal. And I'm thinking, we're <laughs> gonna do this last day of the season, are we? And then yeah. of course
1: for those for those few minutes, I those think. few
0: minutes, and then, but of course, the, the man who we revere as well, Sergio Aguero, absolutely outstanding player, and um, does the business for City as he always does, you know. And sure, we lost the league by a point, but I think we gained a lot of respect insofar as the way that we had pushed City all season. We never that, left them a chance, you know.
1: That was Gary Neville said it best. He was like, "If you were lucky enough to to witness that season." Um, you know, you're you lucky enough to witness some of the best football that was ever played we literally Liverpool and Man City for that period of time were the two best teams on the planet hands down nobody could get near us Um, yeah and the, the one thing that stands out for me from that last game of the season was when like when I think of that game and the aftermath of it was Sadio Mane walking around and looking distraught that we hadn't won the league you know you could see Jorgen going around and telling players, like, we'll be back. But when I think of that game, the first thing that comes to my mind was Sadio Mane, and he looked absolutely devastated. And again, to, to go on to do what we did the following season, to to, have, to finish the season with 97 points and not win the league, we were all thinking, it's like when Man City now, you're thinking, how do Man City get better? But we were thinking, like, what, what can we do next year? How are we supposed to get more than 97? points. how are you supposed to, to to outdo what you've done that season? We've literally done everything as perfect as possible and we still couldn't do it. And I'm saying to myself, Jesus Christ, it's going to be longer than 30 years before I see Liverpool win a league. Well, yeah, when I think of Sadio Mane walking around the pitch after that Wolves game and, you know, the fans were still relatively upbeat, you know, we didn't win the league, but we got that close they walked off the pitch that day and I'm sure they went into the dressing room and they, everyone sat down in that room and was like, are we all in this? Yeah, we're going for it again next year and we're going to go on to that now, but yeah, what, what happened the following season? is.
0: but before, before we build on, um, we'd have to discuss um, a very special night at Anfield, but before that, obviously, a bit of a howler over in Barcelona um, where we had lost 3-0 Messi at his best. But then we go back to Anfield and we know about the 12th man and we know about the cop and all this good stuff. And that corner taken quickly a Rigi and shout out to Genie Winaldam and Shaqiri and all the boys. Um that 4 0 What a night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we could make a, uh, we could do a podcast about that night every week, couldn't we? And we still wouldn't get tired of talking about it. Um, it I, I still find it hard to explain the, the, the feeling that went through me that night. Um, Missing Bobby, missing Mo, you know, Sadio playing up front and he's probably thinking to himself, geez, if Divock or Iggy on one side of me and I've, Shared in security on the other side, and yeah, it's just absolutely. I still get goosebumps when I think about nights like that. It was just absolutely magical. Though, when I sent you the, you were like, "Do you want to do the Sadio Mane um, podcast tomorrow night?" I was like, "Yeah." And I never sent you the pictures today, but it was like, "We got to get a few pictures of Sadio, you know, and and put them into the intro and the outro and all." And when you type in Sadio Mane celebrations, and you just see him in front of the cup. Uh, after the Barcelona game and all, just that giddy, happy head and you dancing with everybody and you're going around pretending they playing the banjo and all. You're just to so, yourself, what would life be without these guys? Yeah,
0: and it was kind of an incredible week for football as well. I mean, we have to give a shout out to Spurs the next night. When we, when we thought that, like, you couldn't, I'm not saying that they outdid the 4-0 with Barcelona, but to, to nearly, kind of nearly match it. And you think about that and you think about Spurs going out going out of the competition with a few minutes to go and suddenly Lucas Moura cropping up and just getting those goals. It was unbelievable. Like, And then Spurs were in the final and we're we're pinching ourselves and we're going are we hearing this right? We have a Barcelona or sorry we have a Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspur Champions League final and I'm there going good lord I was I was quite Confident After the Barcelona game And I was going I can't lose A Champions League Final to sports If I lose A Champions League Final to (laughs) sports I may just quit football Can't do
1: that You
0: know what I mean And I couldn't believe it Like All the Arsenal fans And the Arsenal club And all They all became Liverpool fans Overnight It was incredible
1: That's, that's That's the way Football is Everyone Man United fans Wanted City to win The league over Liverpool Whereas If it was down to Man United or Everton I gladly have ever our Man United win the league over Everton. You know what I mean, um, but yeah, not necessarily our best performance. Um, but that man, Sadio, he got the ball rolling. He won the penalty. Um, it would have just been the icing on the cake had he scored a goal in that Champions League final. But uh, you see him with the the champion dancing around the Champions League cup. Uh, be so, like at that end in front of the Liverpool fans and all them. Um, you could just like every player each of their own in that squad, like you could make a DVD of that that person and it'd be a bestseller. But like you long may you continue at Liverpool, but I just I just hope, you know, if he ever does leave, I, I hope it's not too soon, but if he ever does leave and you know, I just I just hope that he celebrated the way we celebrate ten years of Jordan Henderson. I, I I delight that we're sitting here tonight talking about and we could talk about Sadio Mane all day long. Him and his, you know, Bobby's my favorite player, the relationship they have together and all it's 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 something that I never seen at Liverpool before is the to, together this and the happiness and the bond. And even through the bad times last season, they helped each other get through it, you know what I mean? and um, yeah, it's just that that night was just, you know, you were over in Liverpool for it. Um me and the missus were me missus boys me all day, the retro shorts now. We we got a bottle of my way and I was like tonight's the night I had no anxiousness I wasn't you know we could lose it it was, it was just like this is our night this is what we deserved this we worked our fucking asses off for it you know we 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 suffered the pain of Kiev we suffered the pain of losing the league by a point and just to see all those like I'll send you the pictures when we finish off this and maybe we throw them into the outro the, the pictures of Sadio celebrating well, to see the happiness in his face holding the Champions League football. Again, it was like Mo Salah when he scored that goal against them. Um, who was it towards the end of the season? Was it Man United? No. Where he scored a goal and you could just see the relief coming out of his pores. When, when Sadio lifted that cup and you could just see that beam and smile, and it's like that was all of us. You know, we can all look at the players and say, We'd love to be there, but you can see it in the players that they're celebrating for us. and Jorgensen said after we won the league, he's like, "We may have won the league, but, but this is for Eula. And yeah. they, again, I just I'm just so happy that we're in an era. Like I think we win another Premier League. But we're in an era where we we really the fans, the players are invested in the fans as much as the fans are invested in the players.
0: Yeah, I was on entry racecourse that night. Yeah, I,
1: I don't want to you, know. Yeah, I don't I'll want
0: to tell, know. <laughs> I you now, when we won that, when we won that Champions League, I nearly ran the Grand National myself. It was unbelievable. And then I, I remember getting the Mersey Rail back into the middle of Liverpool, and I've never seen a train. If if people aren't familiar with the Mersey Rail, it's very like around Dart, but I have yeah. never seen carriages to rock as much from chants and fans and everything going crazy on that train, it was unbelievable. The atmosphere in, in actually, it was just incredible the whole thing,
1: The atmosphere everywhere. Like, my mum my and dad, um, they, before, like, long before we even got to the Champions League final, they booked a three-day vacation to Rome because they're going through a little, little buzz. Like, my mum and dad would love a sun holiday for 10 days away in Grand Canaria, what have you, but they went on that little buzz of they want to, go and see the world where they'd go to Chicago and they'd go to New York and the stuff like that and they'd go to Paris but they decided to go to Rome. And um, Rome wouldn't necessarily be a stronghold of Liverpool supporters clubs so when obviously we made it to the Champions League final um, they were like shit, we're flying out to Rome on the 4th of June. Champions League finals on the 4th of June. We only land at 7 15 Champions League finals at eight o'clock. My dad's a staunch Liverpool fan. He's just if you think I'm a mad Liverpool fan, meow lad is he'd be like yourself. Um and when when they the final was over, they rang me and my dad pissed drunk, my mom pissed drunk, and I was like, Well, they just find somewhere and it was like we found an Irish pub in the back arse of Rome. They were scarpering down when they dropped their bags into the hotel, and they were showing me videos when they came back, and you you look at the videos of everywhere across the world, like like India, Pakistan, Hong Kong, America, New York, and Carragher's Bar. And my dad showed me the Vatican city in Rome. And he showed me an Irish pub full of Liverpool fans going absolutely ballistic. Yeah, just just insane. And then you were showing me the videos of, of entry and all, but yeah, made me and me missus sitting in our retro Liverpool jerseys. We had plans to go out the following day. Um on the Sunday for the day. She's sitting there with her hair now on and her collar's in. And uh, as I said, we got the bottle of my way in. I was like, tonight's the night, we're gonna celebrate in style, get the leg over, a few glasses of champagne. My missus, I go in to have a party white, come back out, about ten minutes gone in the game. Miss in there with the champagne open. So I'm like, leave the bottle empty, will you? And then at the end of it, we can pretend I'm celebrating, but it's fucking empty.
0: <laughs> 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 <coughs> Let's move in then This set us up then For this nineteen twenty season. season um, Safe to say You know I loved winning The Champions League But of course I'd experienced it before um, But I was A long long time Waiting to win A Premier League um, Even though We had won leagues
1: Yeah but you got to Celebrate us winning A Premier League Or a league tro- trophy Before I didn't
0: Absolutely But this one This one was kind of a weird one Wasn't it Because we started Like a bat out of hell Didn't we And we hit the ground running And we didn't drop a B um, We started out 14th of August Man, I scored twice In the Super Cup Where we beat Chelsea 5-4 um, on penalties
1: We remember this knife Or something else Even though we won Go on um, Just we, we talk about The humbleness And the, the selflessness Of the man And um, brought tears to me, actually, because we'd seen the build-up to the game, and we'd seen the the young lad with no legs or anything, and he out playing, keep you up with the boys and all, and then um, he's sitting on the, he scores the two goals, he's sitting on the bench then, and the ball boy walks by, and he's like, and he, just that look that he gives, and he's like, calling him over, and he, he just hands him the jersey and gives him the Hogan and all, and, and, um, if you if you ever needed to see something that pitamoises Sadio Mane, you just need to watch that clip because uh, you know, even though we won another another European trophy and good old Adrian has more had won more European trophies in, in his fourth game for Liverpool than he had in Man City's whole history. Um yeah, it's just you know, the euphoria of winning a European trophy, but that that for me, like, you know. Sums up the man. Just sums up the man. Like it's just Perfectness
0: it, it was mad really When you think about it Because like The ball boy Was sort of like You
1: know He wanted to he didn't <laughs> Yeah he's <like>, Yo. a <laughs> you know I mean?
0: he, he wasn't sure Whether he should or not You know what I mean And I got the feeling That like Manay was nearly It was literally like An out of body experience Where Mane was nearly Looking at himself As a kid again as a fan or something like that. And yeah, he just handled the jersey.
1: Looked you know? and hit, the look on Sadio's face when he took the jersey off him, it was like Sadio was the kid and he took the jersey off yeah, him. He yeah. was like,
0: yay, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> um, incredible, you know. Um, on his 100th Premier League appearance for Liverpool on the 5th of October, he scored his 50th goal in a, in a for the club in a 2-1 win over Leicester City. Um, yeah, so again, what a game. <laughs> constantly meeting milestones and breaking records and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, absolutely incredible. Um, 21st of October, he was named on a shortlist for the Ballon d'Or, um, which was absolutely incredible. And
1: I, I do believe regarding the Ballon d'Or, again, it's if, if Messi and Ronaldo weren't around, I'd say there's a couple of Liverpool players that would definitely have collected a Ballon d'Or over the last five years. Um, I, I do see it necessarily as it and FIFA, if it has to be one or the other. Um, you know I know Modric got it a few years back, um, just talk that. Kante would have got it if France won the Euros uh, this year um, after winning the Champions League. But um, if, again... And it's been kind of the the telltale over the last ten years if Messi and Ronaldo weren't around. There's so many other deserving players that should have got it. Because you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona, or yeah, Real Madrid and Barcelona, and like even when they didn't win leagues, it was like, oh well, look at the amount of goals they scored. I'm not I'm not being disrespectful to the league and all, but you know, Messi and Ronaldo should be expected to score that amount of goals in the league. Um, whereas I know Ronaldo done it in the Premier League you never know if Messi could have done it in the Premier League, but Van Dyke definitely deserved it, I think. And I do believe that Sadio or Mo would have won it if the other 2 went around. Yeah, Van Dyke
0: was in there as well. Van Dyke was third.
1: Behind. Van Dyke should, should definitely have won a Ballon d'Or, 100% for that, that season alone. I know everything was like, you know, but well, do you pay money to see Virgil Van Dyke? He came into Liverpool and. Changed everything Everyone's talking about What Ruben Diaz Done at Man City. Look at the stats Look what Liverpool Achieved when Van Dijk came in Champions League Premier League What did Man City do? Won a Premier League Well You know what I mean
0: Yeah absolutely But sure We won't get two down On it I mean Two days That's later We went out Against Everton And we bet them 5-2 Ha! Oh, um, outstanding
1: we're, we're a second team Out May I add? Yeah
0: Absolutely um, and that extended our
1: own oh. and run. And sorry, can we just talk about his goal in that game? Yeah. Well, that forced time, left foot, running across the box. Everyone talks about his goals, like half follies, 35 yards out. Trent bombing down the wing, plays a ball across with pace with his bad foot. Sadio running across the box, left foot, forced time, boom, into the bottom corner. They're the goals you want to see in football matches
0: absolutely and it extended the unbeaten run to 32 matches which was a new club record
1: can I just can i just say about um, before we even get to the end of this season it was only when we when Chelsea actually beat man city that we believed we were going to win the premier league we still all sat around thinking like i don't even want to think about winning this premier league but like to go on that run like you said it there that was only like and we were still like a long way off losing the game 42 games unbeaten. The points we collected in that one beating run were pff, that won't be replicated again. I don't think so.
0: No, I wouldn't have thought so. Um I, I would argue that it's as close as we'd get to going invincible. Um but yeah, it was a, this was a weird season, wasn't it? Because in fairness, COVID struck and everything got sort of shut down. And there was obviously talk going around avoiding the league, cancelling the league awarding the league to Liverpool but with an asterisk, would football open back up, would it open back up in time to finish the league out? Would they have to call the league a short league? And of course, everyone and their sister outside of Liverpool as fans were talking about, oh yeah, void it, shut it down to ball, this this wave against Liverpool, first of all winning their first Premier League. You know, even though we were so far ahead, it was never really in question.
1: I still get, still get really fucking angry when I look at what was said by ex-players outside of Liverpool, ex-players, Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, woman Basher, by the way. Um, you know, just fans of other, other teams and all, like your man DT, the smugness on him. By the way, he still thinks Arsenal are a great club. But remember, he was doing a podcast and he was like, just give them a certificate. Pat them on the back and say he's nearly did it, boys. And I was like, "How? Why?" It was down to nobody wanted to see Liverpool fans celebrating. They thought it was going to be as bad as England winning the the World Cup in '66. That they'd never hear the end of it. Look, I've moved on from winning the Premier League. I'm thinking about the next one. But the way they went on, and considering that the season just passed, coronavirus in the UK was worse than it was the year we won the Premier League. But nobody batting an eyelid when City were were top of the league and Gary Neville and Rio Ferdinand certainly didn't talk about ground horse when United were top of the league for a day. You know what I mean? Um but I really like we talked about well, when when the league got stopped um due to coronavirus, I was I was just absolutely devastated. Mentally, physically, I was just like, this this cannot be happening. Um like to, to, to get this close to it. Because I think we were what six points, three wins away from from it being ours. Yeah. And then then it comes out, and you see it in the documentary, the end of the storm documentary, when when it goes to Jorgen and it, the force case comes out in Wilhan and Jorgen's talking about it, and the lads openly talk about it in that documentary because the league was won. Then they were talking about they were sitting around and they were thinking to themselves, this this can't be happening like it. Can't get this close to Premier League title And it's going to be taken away Because we, nobody knows how that would affect us We, we talk about losing the, the Kiev Champions League final And going again the following season We talk about losing the league by a point And going again the, se- the following season you, How would that affect How would that have affected players Because that season, we've seen it this last season That season took a massive Toll on players and I do believe Had the league been null and voided that, that could have just destroyed Everything that the team had worked for um, but yeah When we got the war then that, that, that it was coming back And yeah We'll get to the celebrations In, in a few minutes there a few more things To touch on But we'll get to the celebrations
0: Well Before that We just happened to become World champions um, Against Flamengo Mane
1: set up the goal For Bobby Firmino Cracking goal And um, that was after The backlash of playing A kids team Against Aston Villa In the, in the Capital One Cup they just anything and they, everyone they just came out of Woodwork. Sam Allardyce was out talking about how Liverpool are disrespectful to the history of the Capital One Cup. You know, if we'd have sent the kids over to the to the World Club Cup final finals, we would have been thrown under a bus and said we were disrespectful towards that. Like at the end of the day, those that fixture shouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? The FA could easily have put that off. They they tried to this this like take the, the train off the tracks. Um we well how many games in a row did we have in December? And this was with the team travelling over to the other side of the world and then coming back and we'll get to the Leicester game, you know, which was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a Liverpool team in my in my history as a supporter.
0: Fresh off the check.
1: <laughs> that was like that like honestly if you're a neutral of a football fan, right? If you're a neutral football fan, check out that Liverpool versus Leicester game. Away to Leicester as well. That was just pure and utter destruction. That could have been about 10-nil. We were on absolute fire. Trent Alexander Arnold had his best game in the Liverpool short. Bobby Firmino, everybody, like I think we came back with the winning that trophy. Well, if we did, even if we did not win that trophy, but coming back, knowing that the backlash from the the whole from everybody in the UK regarding the villa game, you know, we came back and we were like. Let's keep this going. Let's just steamroll. We we just marched through December and we looked at the fixtures as well in December. I remember me and you talking about that was their toughest month for fixtures. And we just marched over teams like they weren't there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. 7th of January, he's named African Footballer of the Year. Um, only the second Senegalese player to achieve that. Um and the other one was a Liverpool player as well, but I don't really want to
1: talk about him because he's not a very nice human being. Uh, no, he's a scumbugger. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about him, he's a scumbag.
0: We'll just move on from. him. 24th of February, Mane scores the winner in a 3-2 home win against West Ham United in the Premier League. And Liverpool make a 21 consecutive home wins.
1: Yeah, that was and, no easy game either, was it?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, a league record shared with Bill shankley's Liverpool team from 1972. So this team is now being compared to the great of Liverpool, the Bill yeah. Shankly's teams of this world and stuff like that. Which is, you know, you're you're with good. You're in good company there. If this is what You're get compared to, you know what I
1: mean hundred percent. If you're gonna talk about being like to equal that record, because like for a lot of a lot of Liverpool fans, older Liverpool fans, they would say that that's probably one of the greatest Liverpool teams that there ever was. Obviously, for me, I wasn't around then when that when that team was like I, I wasn't I didn't exist. I wasn't even a thought I don't think my dad was even a top at the time. But you know, for the team that we support now to achieve what they did, it was only it was only right for them to be on a level with those because they're that's more, that's their generation, do you know what I mean? Whereas that team back then was that generation. Of, like, you know, rightly so. Anyone that disagrees with those being compared, I, I can't change our mind. Like for me, they're on the same parallel.
0: Yeah. So then the league, the league kind of goes into lockdown. I mean, remember the the game we had to play against Atletico and stuff like that that really shouldn't have been played. But the league goes into lockdown. Um, And then, of course, it starts up again. And, of course, Chelsea do the business against Man City. And we're crowned Premier League champions. And the videos are there. You can see the lads in the hotel watching the Chelsea game and they're jumping around. You know, it's just there's beer going everywhere, club is everywhere, the boys are everywhere. And then I just remember the videos. I know they they made a couple of videos after Sky Sports got. Clop on and stuff like that at BT and various so other channels, not, and they were in tears. Hendo clopped the whole lot, and it, it was surreal, really, for yeah, me because I was 30 years waiting for it, you know what I mean. And because of COVID and all that kind of stuff, and all, I literally didn't know what to do. Um, no. And
1: I remember that, I just remember you ringing me, and I oh had yeah, because I was sitting there with my dad, and as we were talking about it, on the, the 10 years of Hendo celebration, and I remember I was in Wokda and I was watching the game on the bus coming home and Chelsea scored it, the peno and the final whistle goes and I'm on the bus celebrating and people looking at me. I'm like, Liverpool just won the, won the league and I'd say there were people looking at me saying, who's this fucking lunatic jumping up and down all over the bus and all like a lunatic. And I remember going across Pierce Park and celebrating and singing to myself and it was nearly dark at the time because it was getting late in the evening and I remember coming home and there was just the special, like I was flicking through Sky Sports and BT and um, I just remember Kenny talking and getting upset and crying and talking about how much he loved Jurgen Klopp and I think just the whole COVID thing, just, just the, the ghosts of 30 years just kind of left everybody, didn't they? Um, and then the, the celebrations on the pitch and all and yeah and I kind of get upset. I get a bit the teary-eyed now when I talk about I remember you ringing me and I ran out the back because I was, I was sitting with my mum and dad and you were like, we fucking did that. Like, they was like, yeah, I fucking love you and blah, blah, blah and then going back inside and, so, and I just remember sitting there toasting me with my dad and as I, I'd said to my dad in the build-up towards the end of the season, I like, we're nearly there now. Our first father and son Premier League, our, our first father and son like League celebration together and as I always told you my old lad he wouldn't necessarily be one for uh, telling you he loves you and showing emotion he's a real old skill man's man you know like he put the fear of God into me when I was younger and we didn't necessarily have that great father-son bond growing up because I was always afraid of him and yeah when we, when we won the league and I just remember sitting there and I opened the can and he already had a can I remember toasting him and I just grabbed him and gave him a hug and I was sobbing my heart out and yeah it was just just magical absolutely magical
0: It was great Um, So then we move on 2021 Um, And we still have You know Covid is still around Players are catching it All this kind of thing Um, We started out pretty good um, In defence of our title Um, But it all went a bit pear shaped Obviously losing Van Dyke In the Merseyside derby Um, And then picking up A a number of other injuries On the way as well Lost Joe Gomez so these are the players that we were losing. And then having to kind of shuffle the deck and put midfielders in defence and try all sorts of other different stuff. And for a while, it worked for us. And we were still grinding out results and still doing our thing. Um, but then it just became, it became too much more injuries. COVID.
1: I believe Sadio, did, Sadio got COVID, didn't
0: he? He did, yeah. And I think that was a lot of the problem with his form last season.
1: He wasn't he, the same after that at all. Yeah,
0: I think he was suffering from that long COVID, and I think Kai Havertz suffered from the same thing. And now we're only seeing the real Kai Havertz at the moment as well. And, yeah, um, <laughs> but I, I do think I do think it greatly affected him. And you've touched on a number of episodes where he came out. And we spoke about how poor he was that season as well, and you know the mental issues that people faced during lockdown and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, some of the videos that they put out, stuff like that, the training videos where they're training and, you know, shout out to Ox Chamberlain. and some of his videos were brilliant that he was putting out there and stuff like that, you know, trying to keep people upbeat. But it's very difficult for them as well. They're training in a bubble. They're isolated there with their family. You know, some of their families, you know, Tiago coming in and, you know, trying to balance it out. His family can't really get into the English culture, if you like, us. they're on lockdown. They can't really do yeah. anything. They're all operating in this, you know, pro sport bubble, if you want to call it. Um, So it was just a really, really, really difficult season, and that's not to take away from any other team either. But um, there's a certain expectation there for us, you know.
1: That's what I I, I touched on um, before the season finished, and we we talk about injuries and we talk about lads getting COVID, and I, I did say that short term. Playing players out position is great. Long term it's not going to work. And lucky enough, Jurgen did listen to us and saying play a centre back's a centre back, play midfielders in the midfield. And I believe if Fabinho, look, we've got Channel's League football. We finished touring in the league when people probably thought we were going to finish six, seven, or eight. Um, so I'm not gonna talk about hindsight and stuff like that, but I, I did say during the season regarding Sadio, um, as much as he was putting pressure on himself the spotlight was firmly on those boys because of the standard the the bar that they set the two previous seasons you know so people thought they were going to come out and score 25 goals each and have 10 15 20 assists each and we were going to push Man City to the last to the last the season and you know it be a flip of a coin then who would win the league look the season went the way it went and I personally believe that we needed a season like that because we scraped not that we, we, we kind of scraped over the line at the end of the season but the finish toward you know Man City or Man United had the best season they've had in a long long time and still only finished 5 points ahead of us whereas Liverpool for probably 2 thirds of the season was shit and you know, to finish the season with 10, 10 wins and, and two two draws, uh, the form team in world football like in the last twelve games of the season. But to just touching on Sadio, I believe that the mental physical or the mental and physical side of things, and I'm coming out and talking personally, if he hadn't have set the bar so high the two previous seasons, nobody would have came out and talked about him having a bad season. He the, the problem for him was he Along with Bobby and Mo, set the bar that high that as soon as there's a slight drop, the spotlight is beamed on you, especially when the team wasn't doing well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had shared a golden boot as well with Salah yeah. and with Aubameyang, you know, so he was top of his game, you know. Um, I suppose some of the personal stuff we should talk about. I mean, this guy outside of football, I mean, how he uses his fame and his wealth, it's incredible especially back in his own village in Senegal. He's like, you know, building secondary schools, hospitals. But not only not only is he sending the money, he goes over and he's actively involved in the projects as well. So this is not a kind of thing, oh, there's the money, go do it, to be seen, to be doing it. He yeah. actively goes over there. And even in the last few weeks during the off-season, we've seen videos of him coming out back in the, the home village in Babali. And he's there, actively involved in the projects that he's funded there and stuff like
1: that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't need like to blow, look, I don't need to blow smoke up his arse. We've seen the pictures over the last few months. We we know what he's done over the last few years. Mo Salah is the same. Um, they're not the only two players in football. I look at jo- what Jordan Henderson did with the, the NHS. But Jordan Henderson done that in the UK, where you know it's it's a lot easier for hospitals to be built. There's a large grant there from the government. You know the. Money's not sparse in the UK, whereas you go back to Senegal, you look at what what Sadio has done, you look at the people he's helped out, you look at the young kids where he's brought back Liverpool kits and you know, put smiles on faces with something as small as a football, you know what I mean? Um he's not they're not the as I said, there's players at, at every club that they are, but we don't really hear much of it. But sadio going back when I said what we were talking about on the Shankly session, um lads are off in they beat it they're off in miami living the living the dream he's back drinking over a coconut with his mates having a kickabout in the shanty town you know what i mean he's building hospitals like the, you, you look at and just over the last few years like when you when he goes home you look at the videos with the kids just hanging out of them, you know what i mean like they absolutely adore him and idolize him and i think even if he didn't build hospitals or build schools I still think they'd, they'd idolize him but no, first and foremost, he's he's one of the most selfless, humble human beings in football. And that's why I've so much respect for him because as you as you said, he has all the finer things in life. He has all the money he'll ever need. And to put it into what he's done, he you know, if he was English, he'd be getting an MBA or an OBA or something like that. And um, you know, hopefully when he finishes playing football that, you know, he'll he'll get what he rightly deserves back home and Who's to say, we won't be talking about Sadio Mane, President of Senegal someday, but no, just Absolutely. such a selfless, humble guy, and I'm just happy that he's one of our own.
0: And also continuing to donate at the moment the fight against coronavirus in Senegal as well, which is huge for these developing nations and stuff like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's so critical, so we mean. been that money that he's sending over there in that fight against coronavirus every day he is saving people's lives people
1: but people nonny, not even salvation. back not even back home as well Noel and I talked about this on the shiny sessions you look what he done in in, in Liverpool during the, the lockdown lockdowns so there's a cafe um, that himself I think uh, De, Dejan Lovren um, Mo and I'm not sure who the other the fourth one was was a cafe a small cafe that they always stopped off on the way into training to get their coffees Um, And he still went in as often as he could to get his coffee and was making donations to make sure that the staff were were still paid and all. So, you know, for everything he's doing at home, he doesn't need to be doing anything in Liverpool to help out with cafes. You know what I mean? The the, the four-low scheme was in place. He could have solely just said, we don't have a 4 loaf system back in Senegal. Like these people are really, really poor. To, to, To dig into his pockets to help people in the city of Liverpool as well Again, I'm just happy he's one of our own.
0: Yeah, it's definitely the link and the fabric between, the, the, you know, the close ties between the city and the club, which and is the club, always yeah. there, you know what I mean? So it's great to see Also sent home 300 jerseys for that Champions League final to his hometown as well, 300 Liverpool jerseys. You now, So this guy, he's just, he's, could you like him anymore? you know what I mean? And then obviously we touched, you know, on the ball boy in that, uh, that, Cup final against Chelsea and stuff like that, where he called the ball boy over to get him the jersey, and I'm sure that jersey is sitting is sitting in a frame somewhere now. And
1: that you ball would be sold on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: doubt it. I doubt it. That's not something you'd be part with, is it? Um, <coughs> not at all. That, that's Definitely something, yeah. something very, very special. You couldn't put a price on it, you know what I mean? And, you know the sheer delight in his face and the hug you give the kid and stuff like that. And all, you know, so I, I know for me and you here anyway, we're you know, two very, very big Sadio Mane fans. I'm very appreciative of what he does for the club and stuff like that. How
1: could we sell Ranking on the 30th of October.
0: Absolutely, and sure. If anyone's listening um, from Liverpool, you don't need to sell these guys if you want to bring a Bappe in. You just need to talk to Nike and break out that red cardinal money and just go buy players that you need to buy. There's no need to be selling guys like these. We
1: can play three at the back, one in the middle, and play the rest of them up front. They can all play together. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. We'll figure it out. Um, but uh, not only a fabulous player, but an absolutely stellar human being. This has been our tribute episode to Sadio Mane celebrating five years in Liverpool. Um, so for me and Dean on the Shankly Sessions as part of the Upper Tier on the Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube, get over there and absolutely love. Oh, Mane, Mane. did it, Oh, Mane. <laughs> Brilliant. Until next time, Dean, a pleasure as always. Cheers, bud.
1: See you soon, Paul.